Hi, my name is Jenny Donnelly, and this is Shauna Danberg. And there are women all over the globe who, quite frankly, have had enough because the attack on our children and the family unit has gone way too far. There is a grassroots movement called Don't Mess With Our Kids that is rising up in America. And it's very easy for you to engage in this. You can simply subscribe to this podcast, share it with as many people as you know. But also, we are inviting every single person in all 50 states and our nation's capital, 51 locations, to go to your state capital on April 13th. And we're going to pray, we're going to fast, and we're going to stand for the family unit in America. This is called the Esther Call to the Capitals. And then... In the fall of 2024, we will be meeting with women and their families, a million strong. Who knows how many are going to show up? It could be more than that, Shauna. But we're going to be in Washington, D.C., and you are invited. You're going to hear a lot more about that. So today's guest, we've been having these incredible people that we've been interviewing, and I'm pretty shocked at yeah. who God is bringing to the table Yeah, because of the uniqueness of the revelation they've had either in women in leadership or what's happening in the schools. And so this podcast is designed for you to become totally aware of how you can engage and make a difference, but also in um, different things happening in society. But today's guest, his name is Dr. Nigel Big Pond. And so I am so excited for you to meet him. Let's just bring him on here. I'm going to have you share your story. Hello, Dr. Nigel. How are you? Hello. Hello. Hi hello. there. So glad to have good. you. Well, this you and I have. Subject. Oh, yep. That's exactly right. So mm -hmm. how the invitation came for Dr. Nigel Big Pond to be on this broadcast was you and I were on a phone conversation with a mutual friend. She was introducing me to you and I was so happy to meet you. And then you began to share stories of the significance and the role of women. And I think that, you know, for myself and for many of us that have just grown up, you know, with thinking the role of women is limited, you know, that we have a limited ability to lead. We have a limited ability to war for our family. And sometimes you know, there's so many women who think that they don't even have the authority to do that. And so anyway, you and I had an amazing conversation and we're going to talk about the role of women and how you have seen the incredible part that women play um, in the culture that you've been raised in, that you've been brought up in. And I cannot wait for the women listening to this to hear um, what that sounds like and what it looks like. But first, would you just introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, my name is Nigel. For a long time, uh, I didn't know where the name came from. My mother and father didn't name me. Uh, they said, my, my aunt said, uh, uh, my uh, grandmother named me. She said, no, I didn't name you. So I had trouble finding out where that name come from. And I was speaking at a Jewish uh, gathering one time, and a rabbi tapped me on the shoulder. And uh, he says, do you know what your name is means? And uh, usually I just tell him it's in some kind of Indian name and I make up some, you know, you know, just make a uh, running buffalo or something, some kind of, just give them something they don't know anyway. And I don't know either. 
So, but I seen that he's rabbi. I said, well, I better not do that. So I said, no, sir, I don't know what it means. And he said, well, it, you're saying it wrong, but it's nekhala. Of course, you know, the Jews, they speak from down here. And he said, it means one who touches God. Wow. And I said, well, I'll, I'll accept that. I'll receive that. In the name of Hashu, I'll receive that. And so that's where my name come. It's a, it's a Jewish name. Uh, one who touches God, Big Pond. Big Pond is the name that they, they when they come off the Trail of Tears to Oklahoma, there was a settlement called Big Pond. And that's where that name come from. And I, uh, <clears throat> I've been in ministry all some 40 some years, probably more than that, probably, but I'm pastor of church, Morning Star Evangelistic Center, and also the president of uh, uh, Two Rivers Native American Training Center, which we train people uh, how to do spiritual warfare. And we just, we, do, we deal with all facets, all ideals that uh, from a Native perspective, because a lot of, you know, a lot of people thought, well, natives are just heathens. I heard that word so many times. So wow. I began to investigate that. And with the elders and, and different ones about the history of the native people. And, of course, we didn't have the Bible. We couldn't read the Bible. But we knew God. All our songs, all our language mentions God. It even mentions Christ, but not Christ as we would know it, but we would call him one who carries good medicine. Mm -hmm. And then, and of course, the spirit is always in us. Everything we do, the dance around the fire, the fire, the smoke, it goes up to the heavens and to the spiritual realm. So we've always, uh, always knew God. We were not heathens. We were, we always knew the Lord. We always pray to him in our native tongue, our language that he gave to us. And when we dance, we, we dance to them and as well. And so my mother, uh, she was a warrior, woman warrior, and she taught me many things in many ways. And she, she, um, she had a weapon of mass destruction, I always tell people, and it was called a switch. And so... Uh, a lot of people, a lot of the young people don't know what a switch is. But I do. Just, I know what a switch is. A lot of people don't know that. They scratch their head and say, what do they mean a switch? Uh, you're talking about a light switch? And I said, well, yeah, it will light you up. But, uh, <laughs> and then I begin to tell them how she would use that switch on me if we did, disobeyed her. But she was a good mother. She was a warrior. My father was a good man. And uh, they were they were key in the in the ability to teach us and train us how to survive and how to overcome and how to get through things and uh, <clears throat> and we we just our family always stuck together my dad was a pastor my grandfather was a pastor my great grandfather was a minister as well he he created the first or developed the first uh yuchi uh church uh, and so, and, and got the land, he had the land, he built the church and he developed it. And so it's just down the line, just uh, on down the line that ministry has always been in our family. So uh, I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of what the land that we're on now belonged to my gra grandfather. And, 
and I used to farm it and had raised cattle on it, but the Lord uh, told me that day is over with. And so we begin to build the church, we build uh, dormitories here and begin to bring people from other countries as well as America uh, here to train them in the artist warfare. Wow, it's I love been quite that. a battle. Yeah. Ooh, I bet. So it's, it's I been quite a battle. Well, Jenny, Jenny was telling me a little bit about the conversation that the two of you had, and she mentioned mm -hmm. this idea of these warrior women. And then you said your mom was a warrior woman mm -hmm. or woman. So tell mm -hmm. us a little bit about what did that look like? What does that look like? When you're describing that, give us some examples, some stories, and then how that relates to today. We know women, and even in the battles of long ago, you know, the, the military or cavalry would always go after the women too because they didn't play. They would, they would, they would battle right along with the men, uh, the warriors. Like I said, they were all warriors. And I wrote something, a, a little book that I, I have people do to take on their journey on the land, dealing with the land. And I wrote this about women warriors. And I said, have taken their rightful place in battle for years. No greater honor than a praying woman warrior. A woman warrior reaches out to the unknown and touches the face of God. They have intimacy with God. Women warriors are coming your way. Welcome their gifts. Welcome their calling. And welcome the anointing. And of course, that's based out of Judges 4 four and five where it talks about Deborah, a prophetess. And so I, I thought it was a good perspective, uh, even with the women warriors. And a lot of people think, well, the men built, you know, they they carried the tent, they took the tent everywhere, they 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 raised the tent. The men were never allowed to, to touch the teepee. It was always the women. The now why women, is that? Well, because the teepee is kind of like a womb. It, you eat there, you take care of the family, you're, you're, the, the babies are born in there. So it's a womb. So the, the, so the mother or the woman understands a womb where the man doesn't, not like a woman. So they don't touch the teepee poles. They don't touch anything, material or anything about it. It's the women that their purpose is to raise that womb, that teepee, to build the fires, to, to, to give birth, uh, to cook, or to just take care of the family. And so, and it didn't bother them. We, we here at Two Rivers, we, we brought one up here uh, last time just to show women because we have a lot of women come to our, our camp this time and so <clears throat> we had them like i said i i didn't touch it and i'm sure glad too because you know the the tp is not the easiest thing to put up put up it's just, it's, it's just not so the women all gathered around they put up the poles they they laced it and everything they covering around it they did everything and they was very proud to, to do that, too, because what it means is that, of course, it's got 12 poles and uh, it's it's, uh, it's that womb. And the woman knows about the womb more than men. And so uh, that in, in itself there is the 
indication or the great indication of a woman warrior that knows what to do, when to do, how to do it. And of course she battles as well. Um, now the man, they, they hunt. Yes, they hunt, do most of the hunting and they bring in uh, the food and different things like that. And um, they, they, they uh, seek out the plants and different things. Uh, the medicine man, and there's medicine women, but mostly the medicine men are the ones that really look after the physical body as well as the spiritual sense. So it was always the woman that, of course, raised the children and and taught them uh, to be to be the warrior as well as the man. Now the man would teach them how to survive as far as battling. But the woman warrior had this ability to train men and women, but mainly the man. You got to understand when a warrior comes out of um, the battle, if there's fear, anger, or anything like that, if there's no peace on the face, the women warrior, they, they're, they're in a line. There's men on one side or elders on one side and elders on one other side. One side is women, one side is men. And if the women see any anger, shame, sadness on the face, they would not allow the warriors to come into the encampment wow. because they don't want that spirit in the camp because wow. it's just like bringing a disease. To them, it was a disease. If you bring that spirit of fear, anger, whatever the case may be, uh, into the encampment, you're bringing in an evil spirit or a spirit of illness or sickness or whatever. So they're, they're very, I know my mother taught us, and there was three boys and, a, and our sister, really taught us well. Not that my father didn't. My father mainly taught us more of the spiritual aspect of everything, where my mother taught us how to uh, go about producing good things, like a good joy or joy or peace or things of this nature. She would tell us, uh, this is how you bring peace into your home, or this is how you overcome certain issues that you're having, whether it's anger or pity, you're feeling sorry for yourself, whatever it may be. That wasn't allowed in the home. Uh, in the, in the, and my Dr. mother, Dr. Nagel, tell us yeah. a little bit about what was her, some of her advice. So when she was teaching you how to have peace in the home, how to not be angry, what were some of the things she was teaching you? One of the things, the, the key things is to always obey, hmm. obey one another, obey the spirit of, we call them Gohanthony. That's, I'm Yuchi, I'm from the Yuchi tribe. Gohanthony is the great overcomer. And she'd always talk about Gohanthony. And she uh, would talk about the language. And she would tell us never at night or day, if you hear someone call you from behind saying your name, like they'd say, Nigel, don't ever turn around and look at them. Because it may be a spirit that 
Now, my father would know this too, because you got to realize he was raised by his mother. So he, he knew all this stuff too. So she was just passing on these, these things that you just don't allow fear to come into your spirit man or mentally or physically. Do not allow fear to come in. Do not allow that evil spirit to come upon you. If you turn around and try to answer that, what is ever, whatever's calling you back there, you allow that spirit to come into your being. So to me, that was one of the key things that, that really helped me as a man. Now, uh, I don't well, We've talked about that. that, Jenny. Yeah. We've talked about it's like the spirit of fear, the spirit of timidity, right? Like a spirit mm-hmm. of intimidation that yeah. comes and kind of doesn't leave you alone. There's mm-hmm. no point in life where it just leaves you alone yeah. forever. So it's like that spirit of fear. God has not given us that spirit of yeah. fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. But that's what, when you're describing that, that's what mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, we've talked about that and we've recognized that, that that's so important and you're right. It's like one, it's probably the biggest, one of the biggest keys mm-hmm. to understanding yeah. that. What I'm yeah. gathering from what you're talking about is that a real woman warrior, she has a lot of things that she does, but the thing I'm hearing today is that she protects her home. Mm-hmm. She protects yeah. her home. And that means the front door, what comes through this front door is what I say can come through and what can't come through. And she holds the authority over the home and she picks up when the faces of her children or her husband are downcast or fearful Mm -hmm. or angry or bitter or whatever. And she addresses it. She doesn't just, you know, kind of cross her fingers and hope something goes better. You know, Um, she, she knows it's her responsibility to keep that out of the Mm -hmm. atmosphere. Do you think that the church has a big grasp of this right now? Do you think we as the church really understand as women that we have the authority to do this or what kind of advice can you give us at the end? Well, I would, I would hope the church would, I'm not saying they do totally. Uh, I know, Seemingly nowadays, uh, the women is coming more into ministry. I think when you, we talk about, you know, kidnapping women and children, why would they do that? Well, you want to you want to steal something that's the prize. You yeah. want to steal something that is a good thing. You want to steal something that is a powerful thing, which is the woman. The woman has the ability to give birth. Man doesn't. The woman ha- knows how to uh, keep a child, take care of a child, raise a child. Uh, not to say the man doesn't. They have their, their duty as well. But it's mainly the women that are very strong. And I think that's one reason that they were stolen. I went mm-hmm. to boarding school. I've seen a lot of things with the women uh, from different tribes over 400 tribes in boarding school, uh, different different tribes in different areas, and how how the girls would uh, behave, probably better than the boys, because the the women were raised that way to be leaders. Mm-hmm. You two are tremendous and powerful leaders, and a lot of women don't understand that. They don't understand their leadership. They understand that they're a woman, they're a woman that they can give birth and they can get married and love that man or whatever, I don't know that they understand the ability and the strength and the power that they carry. And that's the reason the evil one 
tries to destroy, tries to steal, kill, and destroy the woman yeah. at this day, at this day and time, because of the ability they had. Um, they could really run this country. I mean, the true woman of God could really, really run this country. I mean, they could do tremendous things. Now, I'm talking about a woman of God, not just a woman that doesn't know God or anything like that, but a woman of God. I always, always pray and believe that that day will happen. And I'm a man. And yeah, we want to see the man as a president and all that. But I, I really believe it's time for the woman to step up to the plate and carry that. They have the ability. I don't know if other countries, I believe other countries are afraid of the woman warrior. They don't understand the woman warrior. Now, they do, a lot of countries, a lot of tribes, they push their women to the side. They're the, they're the least. But to the native people, they're the most. They're the greatest. I'm, I'm, me and my wife been married 54 years. I take care of that woman because I know, I mean, she's a delight. Not just the fact that we love one another. That's, that's one thing. But I know where her strength rise. I, I listen to her. Uh, when I, if I mess up or I miss something, she will correct me. And you'd say, well, you know, she's a woman. You don't have to listen to her. I, well, I, I, I had to dicker with that. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. Because man, God created man and woman and put them together okay. in the garden. Yeah. And so we could say, well, it was a woman that messed up. Well, the man followed that, pursued that as well. Yeah. So uh, that's the reason I think women are being attacked. Because of their ability, spiritually, physically, and mentally. Yeah. Well, Dr. Nigel, we are running mm -hmm. out of time, but you have been such an encouragement. I can't even tell you. And I will never, ever, ever look at my home the same. Mm -hmm. When you said that it was a womb, mm -hmm. when yeah. you said a teepee was a womb, I saw mm -hmm. my home. Well, think yeah. about when we're pregnant. Uh -huh. We yep. think about what we're eating. We yep. think about yep. what we're That's not going to eat. Mm -hmm. We're thinking about that baby yep. that we decide whether things yep. pass through or not. So right. that's that's really profound. Yeah, like the sacredness of that space became a reality when you described it in that way. And so thank you so much. Yeah. Would you Would you just close us in prayer? We would love for you to pray over yes. us and pray over our audience yes. and all the men and women and children that are watching right now. Yes. Go hathani alayo ga shashana go hathani nande ishtale go hathani wehe awade hishahile nande hele agano hele alfane. Oh, great one, great overcomer. We come to you this day. We ask for all that you continue to give us peace, give us strength to carry on. Let us always go forward, never look back at the past, but go forward to the greater things. I pray for these women here that, that I'm with today, great and mighty women warriors, able to overcome, able to do things, great leaders, 
leadership that they carry. They are warriors of increase. They are warriors of greatness. They are warriors of giving. They are warriors of receiving. They are warriors that go to battle. They are warriors of endurance to endure great things, mighty things, powerful things, wonderful things. They have the womb of greatness. They have the womb of tenderness. And most of all, they have the womb of love that overcomes all things of faith and grace and mercy. So, Father, we just pray this in the name of Yeshua, Hamashiach, over all women that may be watching this or wherever this goes, wherever they go, wherever people look at them, they see these women warriors marching and moving together and overcoming things together. We thank you, Lord, for the day of peace and this journey that you put us on this day. Bless these two and bless the women across the nation. Deliver them, sanctify them, increase their joy and peace and love. In the name of Yeshua HaMashiach, our Lord and Savior, amen. 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 Thank you, Dr. Nigel Big Pond. This was incredible. This is an unforgettable conversation. We thank you. We love you. And keep cheering us women on. We really Amen. need it. Thank Amen. you so much. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Well, everybody, that was an incredible conversation. And you're right, Shauna. I will never see my home the same. We know as women, we don't like weird stuff coming through the door. We already know that, but yeah. to hear that, that that is something done intentionally mm -hmm. and thinking about our kids or our husband or even their friends or our friends mm -hmm. coming to the doorstep and seeing something on them, mm -hmm. seeing some anger, seeing some fear and going, you're not even crossing that threshold right. until we take care of that. Exactly. You're not coming in my womb. Yeah. <laughs> and so we get that gone. So that was powerful. Right. No, that's really powerful. And I think that that's where we have to be people who can um, love people where they're at, but at the same time, protect where we live, where we do our waking and our sleeping or coming and our going. And so um, everybody listen, just pray about that. What would God have you do in this time around your home? Maybe you want to take you know, we do grape juice, right? We take grape juice around the boundary of our home. We pray, we do oil, and we just know that um, King Jesus wants us to take authority over our homes that we can now call the womb yes. <laughs> after today. Well, you guys, this has been really amazing. Please subscribe to this podcast so you can get notifications. Turn those notifications on so they'll pop up on your phone. And please share the good news of what's happening here with Don't Mess With Our Kids. We are meeting at our capitals, our state capitals on April 13th. And then also we are going to be in Washington, D.C., one million women and their families in the fall of 2024. And we'll get those dates to you more specifically as soon as we have them. God bless you. Thank you for being with us. And we'll see you guys next time.